Now, Podcast One brings you Spike's Car Radio, a downloadable cars and coffee, hosted by writer, comedian, and automotive enthusiast, Spike Ferriston. Now, here's Spike. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here we are in Beverly Hills with uh, The Real Suckerman. Uh, This is our second show, I think, of 2019. And again, um, well, we we have a guest we got the core crew again. You know, again, right. we've listened to your notes. We're uh, we're starting off with just me and Zuckerman, but in a little bit, we'll be joined uh, via telephone with Mr. Seinfeld. I've been enjoying the the telephone experience in the Podcast One studio. Right? It sounds it sounds good. I listened to the show where we called Matt Ferrer a couple weeks ago, and I, and 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 I thought, well, you know, why not call people? Why not make it easy for them? And make it a little easier for us when we want to do just a short interview instead of a long hour, right? And it's not like long distance is expensive. Like my grandmother used to say, <laughs> this call must be costing you a fortune. I just, you know, weirdly, I went over my cell phone, cell phone bill last night wondering why it was so expensive. Forgot I had ordered a couple of new phones. But I noticed that. It was a list of phone calls with no charge. Right. Yeah. It's, it's just not phone- like the olden days. No, where they could rip us off for Ma a phone Bell. call. Anyway, um... I do want to just take a moment. Uh, also, we're going to call. It's a day of phone calls. We're going to, if we have time, we're going to have to, we're going to call Matt Farah as we promised and chat with him. Um, he's with his dad this morning, driving around doing something. But I wanted to hear. I know he's got an update on that safari car. They had the. Uh, Oof, he's had a lot rebuild. of misery. A lot of misery. Yeah, that's right. He's got a cluster. It's like a cancer cluster. I want to talk about that, and we're going to get to that, because that's that's something that's on my list of things to chat about. Before I do that, I want to thank uh, the folks at Hodinkee for those lovely oh my God. Octavias. It, unbelievable. And yes. I, was, I have... I have a note to myself, taped to the bathroom <laughs> mirror, saying, must call Houdinki and Ben Clymer and thank them for that extravagant, Anuri, generous, beautiful, yes, gift. And yes. so we're doing he that He was now. really the driver behind it, Henry. Okay, well, thank ben, you. Ben jumped on. He, 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 uh, he said, sure, you can do that. But he ro- uh, I, I swear he rolled his eyes when he said, Zuckerman, too? No, I, probably. Joking. I mean, it's the best gift I've you. ever gotten. He loves you. I know. It was a great gift. You were excited about it. The watches are unbelievable. Unbelievable. I still have the prototype. <laughs> Come on. Why do you got to rub it in? Why do you got to make your gift better than mine? I'm waiting for them to send me the address where to send it. And uh, if, if, if they don't give me that address of where to send Wait, the prototype... Why don't you just, just send the regular one back? <laughs> because they're different. And these are my friends. I don't want to mistreat my friends. They but if the they're going to allow me to be the custodian of the prototype for a little while, I'm going to continue to do that and keep the other one like a freshie, like just a perfect one to wear after. I still have that little blue foil on it. Guess what? What? They don't remember. What do you mean? They don't remember about the prototype. Just keep yeah, it. Just yeah. keep the watch. You know, you know that little blue stuff that's on the yes, watch that they wrap the, the bracelet yes, in? Yes. We have that on the GT2 RS, too. Yes. It's still, you know, I, I, I don't know about you, and I know you've started to do this, and I know Jerry's starting to do it. We should remember to talk to him about it, too. It's like, I like keeping these cars with all the delivery crap on it. I keep the white sheets that cover the hoods on it I like it. (laughs) Don't you like it too? White sheets. Remember when I got mad at you and I said, someone took the barcodes off the (laughs) seatbelt? The sticker? Leave those on? Everybody leave everything on. In fact- Do you know what's still on the GT2 RS? What? You don't know. You haven't been in the car recently. No. Okay. The the screen cover, there's a little blue- That's still on there. Don't take it off. Also, the blue plastic on the brake pedal and on the accelerator. Guess what? On my 996 GT2, the one Jerry ordered brand new, yes. the plastic is still on the sills. Yeah. I, I think, love that. Isn't it great? It we is. should leave this stuff on as much as long as you can because that that's preservation craziness. Like if this GT2 RS makes it through 30 years and it still has that it, blue tape on the, the accelerator, you know how crazy some of It's like go? getting the fuses in that, and that liquid in yeah. the three. 56. What's that little liquid you put in the locks? Uh, I don't know. Well, if you uh, don't remember WD-40? that little, that little that no, no, the little tube little that oil? came with the 1950s Wait, 356s, and it would unfreeze your locks, and it was oh, a little small dropper. I bought, um, I have a little like tube, it's like a pen full of grease, like this, this yellowish grease, it could be olive oil, it looks like that, and it's got a needle sticking out of the end, so it looks like a syringe, and I find that to be one of the most useful tools in my toolkit. An kit. inseminator. It's an inseminator, but it, it can slip, it's like, you know, <laughs> a in. basketball inflator, you know that pin, the basketball yes. inflator, it's got one of those, and, and I can put that in so many places. <laughs> 
Paris. I'm I know, I know. My this eyes. is all sexual innuendo to you because you have a dirty mind, but I'm talking mechanical stuff. I'll tell you what else. Now, by the way, I have to thank some more people, watch people. The Gekota people sent me a nice watch um, that's beautiful, that I love. Thank you. Corniche, a new brand, and again, a sub $600 brand um, from our – you know, remember the fella in in England I think he's at where he uh, he did those paint box uh, speedsters, the new speedsters yes. and colors we were recommending. He also designs watches. Really? So he was the one who was changing. You remember the ones we did, right. the, the beautiful blues and the greens and – He's got a watch. Co- he sent me this watch. It's gorgeous. I wear it. But he's like, that, what is that? A ten thousand dollar watch? And I go, it's it's a a five hundred dollar watch. It's beautiful. I, I love it. I love what those guys are doing. The affordable, beautiful watches, and also, of course, my friends at Crown and Caliber. For look at this beautiful Swell uh, guys. gold, yellow gold Daytona that I'm wearing. That our friend Moise is trying to buy off my wrist really? right this second. Yes, charge him double. Well, I got him a little disco because that's what Crown and Caliber is good at doing. Okay, back to tools very quickly because we're going to bring Jerry on in a minute. I bought, I don't know if I told you this, a cat ultra quiet air compressor for my garage. California Air Tools, I believe, is the company. This, I got tired of putting air in my wife's tires and mine. And every time, when it's cold, the bikes, every right. time we go for a bike ride, I finally, and I had this little tiny Goodyear one that would, you turn it on, it would go, and it wouldn't work. And it would buzz across the floor. And then the rubber pieces on the, the bottom got lost. I bought a big one with a double tank that's super quiet. Zuckerman. Erica came home the other day in her BMW. She goes, I don't have enough air in my tires, right? Her, her car had been in the shop, which we're going to get to in a second. I said, bring it over to my garage. I had It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. What if you put your pig inseminator, your little <laughs> grease tool, on to the air compressor? Do you have an air, a home air compressor? Not a good one. I had one, and it burned up. But <laughs> this, uh, You turn it on, you fill your tires up, you're done. You're done, and I've had a lot of trouble lately, and how, now let's talk about this how trouble. How can a car come back from the shop with low air pressure? Don't they check that shit before they release it? No. You know what? It, it, in, when the, this, is, this gets to Tom Brady gate, all right? When, when a car is sitting and right. they're working on it, and it was our friend Anthony Lehner who was taking care of uh, what we're about to talk about here, these, these repair storms that, that we get occasionally. It, it, if it sits for a little while, it just drops down a little bit, and then it sets everything off. It, it, you put a little air in all the tires, it's all fine. But you, we're talking about my wife here. She she doesn't look at stuff. You know, she sees that flat tire light, and she tells me about it two days later after driving on what the do, interstate at 90. What do you she think occurs when, in her head when she sees that light for the first time? Remember to tell Spike at some point there's a light on my dash. You that's think that's it. the first thought? Yeah. No, no. At the first thought, the first, she, the, the fir- first thought is she doesn't even see it for a few days. And then she thinks, what is that? No, she knows what, what that... it is, but what she doesn't remember is my long speech about... Safety? You, you need to <laughs> not killing <laughs> yourself and the kids. Pull over and look at the tire because it may be flat. You've got performance tires on there. You may not know. It's not like the old days, honey, where it goes, the thump, the thump, the thump, the flat. You may be driving with a flat and on your road. I'm going to digress for one second and say anybody who drives a motorcycle should be really aware of what the pressure ratings are for their yeah. motorcycle yeah. tires because motorcycle tires have a different pressure rating than car tires and the amount of pressure is relevant to the weight on the bike, particularly if you have a passenger. you got to so read happens? that. If you so crash, you if, if, if got... you have a passenger on the bike <clears throat> and it's going, you're going to need more air pressure and certain tires aren't rated for weight, say, over X amount of pounds, you got to be careful because we deal with crashes all the time where people get go to, say, like one of these Harley rental places. They're not oh, properly like maintained, yeah, and they don't have the right air pressure because someone put in 33 because they think it's a car tire, but it's supposed to be 43. Well, but- I'll tell you, you don't ride a bike, but I do. Here's right. the real danger of what you're talking about. You don't uh, – I'm not on my bike. I, I'm on it every couple of weeks. So I don't – it doesn't even occur to me to check the tire pressure. Well, that's why I'm telling you. 
So I don't want you to end up. But I just took care of that. I just now I have the air. Okay. I'm, I'm inflating everything. Well, make sure I inflated that you... the dog over the weekend. <laughs> Put it up his butt and just with said, that thing with the inseminator. Check it out. No, I bought the old-fashioned long kind of inflator that's got the little valve on it that tells me the tire pressure. If that's wrong. By see, the way, it's off three. If, it's off if three. If you pumps. could see his hand gestures, this <laughs> I'm is making so an okay horrifying. sign and putting a finger through the hole. Horrifying. And then it's got the long stem Zuckerman with the little inflator on both sides like this. So, so it's six. Do you know what I mean? I understand. Do you know how satisfying it is to have that in my garage? How happy I am right now? I haven't even begun to hook up tools to it yet. But just to know, I can put air in a tire. Because I had a repair storm two weeks ago. Now this, you know, I, I don't want to hear first, purple, uh, first person, uh, first world problems. That stupid complaint. People say when we talk about this stuff because lots of people, <laughs> lots of people have lots of vehicles. They don't all have to be expensive vehicles, but this just happened to Matt Farah. It just happened to me. I know it's happened to you before. The repair storm, where in the space of about forty-eight hours, multiple things Everything go wrong on multiple breaks. cars. I just had it. The cluster. I just had a cluster. Erica hit something with her BMW 530i mirror. I like Boom! That story. Mirror goes. And then she, what did she do? She comes home. <laughs> <laughs> she comes home. I yell at her a little bit. And then what does she do? She bangs up the front bumper. I probably scared her, made her nervous, and then she's dropping the kids off again. She hits the lower front bumper. Now I've got accident damage on the front bumper. Now I've got two things, okay? I get in my Range Rover Sport back into the allergy spot where I go to get rid of my phlegm. And and I hate this garage. It's one of those garages with the tiny parking spots. And I'm in the Range Rover Sport. And I know, I just know driving in every time, I'm going to hurt my, my truck. I'm going to hurt it. Most of the time I park in a lot illegally like a bl- and then run in, get my shot, run out, right? It's raining. So I back into the spot. They have one of those low-hanging oh. pipes, and I hear, and I can't see it because the, the sensors aren't hitting it, and it's hanging <laughs> from the roof, and it just goes. Oh go, God, God damn it! Oh God! So boom! I won't go to doctors or offices if they do not have appropriate. You would parking. hate this, and then they've got all this doctor parking, and then they've got two or three parking. Is it on Robertson? No, no, like it's in place. Santa Monica. It's in Santa Monica. But, but you know, you, you pull in and both tires on both sides of the Range Rover are over the line. And and who's showing up there, Zuckerman? Infirmed Sick elderly people. people who don't give a fuck, who are going to slam their doors open. It's They're already in the abyss. They're already, they already have <laughs> They're on foot. the other side. Right. They're gazing into the light as they step into the elevator, open their doors and smash it. Anyway, I smashed my own car. Then... I, this is like a, this is a Friday, so that's the first day. The next day, I get in our GT3 Touring with James and head out to Malibu. Have a delightful drive. Tire, tire light, and what? Uh, this is on a Saturday. What do I pull out of a GT3 tire? It's my least favorite thing. I look in the back and I'm like, please, I hope it's just a cold weather. No, it's a five inch nail. Fucking construction everywhere in LA. Five inch nail. I go to one place. They say it's going to be an hour and a half away. I, I, I can't wait. I go to my, my trusty 76 station in Brentwood, who I love. These guys, they're fantastic. They say, You want us to fix a GT3 and plug a performance? I go, Yeah. Don't even take the wheel off the car. Just jack it up, pull it out, and plug it like it's an old Ford Taurus. <laughs> I don't care. Just make it work for now. And they do it for $20, Suckerman. Unbelievable. Okay. You know those and, and, GT3. But what is it with these storms? Well, Do you I'll think you. there's any like science or any? Because then you start to get, you know, def- you feel defeated, right? It's mathematics, quantum, quantum. It, explain mathematics. this to mathematics. us. Zuckerman. Things happen in clusters. Things happen in three. We know this. This is, is old wives' tale. And yes, of course, because there's a law of probabilities, mathematics. Do you think so? Yeah, of course. This is not the worst repair storm I've ever been in. Plus, nature abhors a vacuum. You're never supposed to be too happy. You're lucky if you're running at about 60% good for the day. If you're you're 60% good, 40% bad, you're a big, fat winner. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I got through the storm. I'm fine. Everything's fine. GT3 tires are so soft. They're like magnets for nails. But here's the deal. Well, you know what? The nail... 
as big as it was, was whole, you know, it was one of those it's going to hold the uh, tire pressure for five days type deal. But once you see it, you know, you, good luck. Good luck sleeping. Uh, I posted, of course, a little bit. Everybody posts the size here. And this is the biggest nail I've ever had in there. Once I had a bolt that was about four inches, <laughs> which is great. This is a big, long nail. And Dean, our friend from Beverly Hills Porsche, um, said, hey, uh, you and Zuckerman have wheel and tire package on that. Did you know that about this GT3? I didn't know that. And I said, what does that mean? He goes, you, you just tell Eric at uh, Beverly Hills Porsche, they're going to get you a new tire. So we have a free fixed tire on that car. Did you know that? I didn't know. It was probably something they forced us to buy, a little bit of rip-off t- uh, wheel and tire that, package. If but, I, but if I recall, it, you didn't even look at the contract of no, that car. You on, just signed it, and I complained. I, I don't look at my own contracts. I look at other people's contracts. But, but it's a $1,000 tire, so this is great. The this is wheel and tire, and this is what I wanted to get into with you. I've done a little research, okay? That <laughs> this car that's already <laughs> been bought or leased, whatever we're doing with it, thirty nine hundred dollars for wheel and tire on this. We better get okay? three more tires out of this shit, right? And we and you think that tire is a thousand dollar tire? I know it is. Oh, it is. There you go. So we're already and, one in. Yeah. Did you know that 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 package on the GT three at least covers cosmetic damage to the wheel? Nice. Which, which means scrapes. Two of them. Let's just fucking do it and get our money's worth. There's already was a scrape on the car, remember? Yes. That I fixed. That the stone we're not chip sure or something. Who did it? It looked like a stone chip, but um, but which I already had Anthony fix at exotic car. Did you know that the tires on that GT3 are specific to position front right, front left, rear right, rear left? No. Yeah, they are. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. The car is pulling a little to the right, though. I think that could What'd be the new brake pads. Again? Didn't we just get? <clears throat> Well, I don't know. I, I've got to drive it a little. I haven't been driving it. I haven't we'll been see. driving it. But I, I'll give it to you. You drive it. You tell me. But the question is, Zuckerman, wheel and tire package, is it worth it? I'm no. asking this question. No. You don't think we're going to? look? At, uh, well, look. We're already now. I will tell you the psychological benefit of knowing that I had a free tire and I didn't have to give my credit card. I liked it, even though we're still underwater on the wheel and tire package. They wouldn't offer it to you if it made you money and not them money. Well, let's see. I I agree that on the GT2 RS, where we declined the wheel and tire package, <laughs> which is quite a story that we have not told yet, right? And I don't think we have time today to tell that story. Have we told that story? I think briefly we did, but I don't remember. <clears throat> I don't remember telling that story, but it's a great story. Um, I don't want to get into it right now because we have Jerry. We, we've got to get him on the phone. But um, that tire package was is twelve grand, right? Right. Yeah. Well, 10 and grand are, something. It was way more expensive than this. Right. And I've heard with different wheel and tire packages that if you bang up your wheel – it's you don't necessarily get it fixed. Not necessarily the Porsche package. The wheel has to be banged up, and the, the tire can't be keeping air. That's most wheel and tire packages I've heard. Do you, do you hear what I'm right, saying? Of so you just get the tire, and it's cheaper. But on Porsche, at least, I guess they're doing the cosmetic. How how I would guess the GT2 RS with magnesium wheels. Those wheels are pretty expensive, right? Do we have magnesium wheels? Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. I thought magnesium caught fire. Remember in Probably. science? Remember yeah. in science that stuff burned really bright? But they're also light. They're very, very, very light. Because I was looking Unsprung at... weight. I was looking at that MAFE package for that the, the Porsche offers. MAFE. For, isn't that what it is? <laughs> no. <clears throat> the MR package, but it's not the club sport version. This is the road-going version where you can really trick it out and make your GT2 RS like the one that won, lapped uh, the, the Nürburgring, right? And won. That has the best – they ever. put the roll cage in there. They've got Better some, than a 918. some brand new wheels. But they said the wheels, if you want to buy the optional light magnesium wheels, it looks super cool. That have that little weird round thing yes. on the back, that little fan-like thing. They were hundred grand plus really? just for the wheels because they're magnesium. Really? So I would guess that's why wheel and tire is expensive, which means we should make sure Mo knows that. Oh, God. <laughs> he can just – he is our wheel and tire package. <clears throat> He is. Um, all right, we got to take a break in one second. Um, I wanted to just talk quickly about this new uh, Taycan because uh, it looks like they are going to build more of these things. Originally, Porsche was going to build 20,000 units of the Taycan. Is that even saying it right? Taycan, <laughs> I thought it was Taycan. The Taycan, the Taycan annually. But people went nuts for the car. People went nuts for the four-door electric Porsche. And all I want to say is, 
Tesla, you should be Watch out. very worried about what's going on. As a matter of fact, um, in, in two days, I'm getting the Jaguar I-Pace. Jaguar is sending me that car to drive for the weekend. And I hear that is spectacular. Jeff, Jeff Glucker of Hooniverse told me, because you're going you're gonna to freak out. You're going to love it. These aren't the types of things these guys say about Teslas these days. And, and I have a lot of admiration for Tesla, but Tesla's is, I think it's over. He, he was the catalyst. He was the driving force. Yes. To make everybody else pay attention and do what needed to be done, which is to build a valid electric vehicle. <clears throat> but eventually, I think Elon is going to be consigned to the, what do they call that? The ash heap of history. Yes. This is this is the way uh, Porsche uh, hyped this car in their press release. Okay. Ash heap of history? They could learn something from Elon Musk, by the way. This is their quote. The annual production capacity <laughs> is 20,000 vehicles. However, due to the positive response, we will adjust this number upwards, especially since the Cross Turismo, as the first derivative of the Taycan, got the green light for the series. It's brutal, <laughs> huh? The... <laughs> How exciting is that statement? <laughs> Who writes their ad copy? Who do you think writes it, Zuckerman? Oh. Who do you think? Your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be right back with Jerry Seinfeld. Every car comes with its share of stories. That ding in your bumper when you nervously picked up your first date, the luxury package you got after a big promotion, or the mileage you saved by riding your bike all summer. While you can't put a price tag on your stories now, with True Car, you can at least find out what your car's worth when it's time to sell or trade it in. Just go to True Car, simply enter your license plate number, and watch how your car's details pop up. Then answer a few questions navigation and moonroof. Yep. Watch as they bump up your value. High mileage? You know it. You already knew it was going to cost you, but now you know how much it dings your wallet so you can plan ahead. Once you're finished, you'll get a true cash offer sent in minutes, which you can take to a local certified dealer to cash out or trade in. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. True cash offer not available in all areas. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, we're back with Spike's Car Radio, and there's a phone ringing in New York. And if we're lucky... Who's going to pick it up? Our good friend Jerry, who hasn't been on the show for a while, Zuckerman. This is going to be fun. There's a lot to catch up on. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Hello? He's in the submarine. Hello? Jerry? It's Spike. Can you hear us? <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's the answer. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> do you want to try it again? He was down in the Pacific <laughs> Trench <laughs> with his deep sea dweller. I don't want to say, but that's like when I call my mom. Those are the types of things that happen. <laughs> mom. you have dialed is not Do you sure you have the right number here? Here, hand him that. So. Hand, hold on. What? Hand him that number. It worked the first time. I don't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's the one I have. All right, try it one more time, then then try the other number that I gave you. That was funny. This is fun. Let's just do this. I like this. This is real. We could do a show, old man answering the telephone. <laughs> 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 Let me get my sex diaper. <laughs> Hello. Hey, Jerry, it's it's Spike and Zuckerman. Can you hear us? You're a little muffled. Yeah, I hear you. Oh, there you are. Uh, how are you, man? Great. How you doing? We're well. We're well. We. It was funny. The first time you sounded like, like a seal that was being strangled. I don't know what was happening with the phone, but all we heard was... <laughs> It's my new Plantronics headset. Oh, okay. yeah, the Plantronics. They, they they never get it right, Plantronics. It's been wrong for a long time. A long time, but I still use it every day. I hang in with it. <clears throat> well, um, we're excited to chat with you. Thanks for coming on Spike's Car Radio. Again, the fans are very excited. They've been asking uh, to hear from you for a long time. You've got some big news, um, a new acquisition, yeah. and I'll just uh, I'll let you announce it here. Go ahead. My new thing. Well, let me let me let's go back. A okay. Bit. 
let's go back into how and where uh, my car enthusiasm began. And it began in the 60s and 70s with uh, reading with incredible uh, microscopic intensity of car magazines like Road and Track and Car and Driver. Motor Trend was kind of a joke back in those days. I think they're better now. But Road and Track and Car and Driver was kind of like taught me uh, how to be a car enthusiast. So I really, you know, believed in everything that they said when they would do the road test. I would really, if it was a car that I was interested in, I would really, you know, take it to heart. Everything that they said when they said this is the best of this, you know, I believed it. And when I bought my first car, which was a Fiat uh, 128 Sport L, I bought it because they had gotten me completely, you know, absorbed into independent suspension and McPherson struts and rack and pinion steering. And I wanted all those things when I, and I bought that car and I drove it for, you know, millions of miles and then sold it and then bought one again a few years ago that I found in Portugal. And, you know, in between, of course, you know, 1976 and 2015, I've had every great sports car experience possible and, you know, obviously some really great Porsche. So I've really, you know, I've been through the entire world of cars. And then I went back to that Fiat and I drove it again and I went, you know what? This was a great car in 1973 Mm -hmm. Uh, for $2,600. The technology that it had and the way it felt you know, relative to my parents' Ramblers and Buicks and stuff. And (laughs) it was so precise and so exciting. And I realized I was right. I was right back in 1973 to buy that Mm -hmm. car. So now let's go to my my latest acquisition. Now, in the late 80s, the car that everybody was excited about in the magazines was the 944 Turbo. That was the car that won every comparison test of mm-hmm. great sports cars. It had the best handling. It had the, the best um, uh, kind of low weight and balance. And, uh, you know, it was kind of the purest, best uh, sports car on the market at the time. But, of course, uh, like most other sports cars and most other Porsches, they could never really compete with the 911 for being an interesting, uh, you know, car of character and fascination, mechanical fascination. So I had that car for about six months. I bought an 87 944 Turbo because car and driver said, that, this is the best sports car. And Dave Letterman told me it was the best sports car. He loved his. And he told me I had to get it. And uh, so I got it, and I loved it. But... I thought, it's great, but it's not the 911. It's not the soul of the brand. And I, and I traded it in on a 3-2 uh, a Carrera 911, which I still have. And now here we are 30 years later, and <laughs> I thought, I want to I wanna go back. I want to go back to so much of this silly enthusiasm we have is we want to travel through time through yes. these cars. Yes, yes. Now, now, now remember, times. we were discussing Letterman's car came up for sale, right? This is where it started. This is where it started. The idea of the taproot car, the one, the beginning. Is the 944 yeah. your taproot? It is for Porsches. This yeah. Is, this that is because I, I was kind of a, a little bit out of the hobby in the early 80s. I was very intensively mm-hmm. just doing stand up comedy. It was really all I ever thought about. And I. I, I had a Saab Turbo. That's what I was driving. I, yes. I was still pretty into it. But when the 944 Turbo came out, they said, you know, they had the 924, which nobody thought, that's ah, okay. Then the 944 was a big hit, and then the Turbo came out, and they changed the front end, and they made that front end. It used to have, like, a little compression bumper, but the Turbo just had this beautiful, sleek Porsche modern yeah. piece that just kind of, finished the design it just it just looked right you know yeah it looked, it, it's 21st rec- century rectangular headlights with the with yes. thin yellow eyebrow directionals on top of them yeah 
Yeah, that's they're right. Beautiful. And that drove me wild. Yeah, it's a good I looking had car. To have that front end. Yeah. So you bought one. So I bought two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I bought two of them. There goes the market. <laughs> this is going to be the most exciting news to our portion of listeners. It's probably the most common question we get. We get. I get it daily. Should I buy a 944? And now here we you have the answer. Jerry Seinfeld, premier collector, well, maybe the collector. Well, here's what I'm going to tell you to do. Yes, go ahead. Here's what I'm going to tell you to do, kids, out there in, in Porsche land and sports car land. Go on YouTube. Watch these cars go around turns. If you know of cars, if you've been in the cars, watch a 911 from the late 80s go around a long sweeping curve and watch a 944 go around and there's millions of these videos. Obviously, everybody makes these videos. Watch them on track. And you can see in the video, it is perfectly balanced. It is the most perfect driving instrument of its time. It does not have the character and fascination of a 911. It just doesn't. Nothing ever will. The 911 is just an outlier. That's just a car that nobody could ever surpass. The Corvette, Ferrari, everybody's tried. Everybody's tried. McLaren, they, there's something fascinating about 911s that no other sports car has. But if you take that out of the equation, you just look at how good is this car to drive. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> in that moment, in the late 80s, this was the car. And it's completely forgotten, completely it overlooked. Is. They're not expensive. They're really well made. The cockpits are beautiful. The top comes off. It's got a big a glass-covered hatchback trunk. It's an amazing car. <laughs> I'm sold. I want more. I know. Well, look, they made this car from 1982 to 1991. They made uh, two-door coupes, two-door convertibles, started with a 2.5-liter engine, 2.5-liter turbocharged, moved on to 2.7 liters, and then a 3.0. There was a three-speed automatic, five-speed manual. What did you get? What, give us some relevant stats on these two cars. <laughs> okay, now the, the best 944 turbos, and, and I'm going to tell you right now, the 968, I, 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 just, I just think that that car went off in a bad direction. I don't like the way <laughs> that car looks. I don't like those goony headlights, the way it narrows. It, it's not... It's, if, if, uh, it's not masculine. It's not uh-huh. masculine. <laughs> Granular <laughs> <I> assessment. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like the night. That's the... the first one I was ever attracted to is the night six eight. But continue. Eh, they're okay. Yeah. I just, I just, <laughs> just they, changed they his mind. To, they tried to make it look like mm-hmm. uh, a, a nine five nine front end that Americans would get excited. Oh, look, it's a nine five nine type right, front end. Right, nobody right. cared. And as soon as the boxer came along in ninety three, that was the end of that. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, so what, what were we your talking cars, about? Your cars. Well, what I did you get? So the two great, the greatest 944 turbo is the 88 Turbo S. Okay. Which came in a rose metallic. But then in 89, <laughs> they took all of the equipment from the Turbo S of 88 and made it standard on the 89 mm. Turbo. Uh-huh. So the 88 Turbo S or the 89 uh, Turbo, which is identical in its equipment, the same handling package, the same engine, everything's the same, same horsepower. It's about 247, which is, uh, you know, kind of uh, cup car numbers, 964 Mm -hmm. cup car kind of numbers and weight. But again, much better balance. So it's like if you like that feeling, if you if you like 914s, if you like Boxsters and Caymans, and you appreciate when you turn that wheel and it's oh, it's so balanced. It's not that big pendulum trying to come around behind mm-hmm. you. If you like that feeling, you will love uh, the 944. And how many of these cars did they make? How many are out there? They made a lot of them, right? Oh, just tons of them, tons of them. So they, that's tons why what makes these cars reasonable. What what do you think people should be paying for these cars? Well, I'm not good with value. <laughs> Money. I'm not interested in value. Yeah, but you buy. You... I'm interested in. I want it. There it is. I've got it. Right. And what? It's a three step process. Wh- and is that the usual suspects? Is it preservation, original paint, matching numbers, and low mileage and color? Okay. I bought yesterday. I bought on Bring a Trailer a. 
silver um, 944S2, which was the four-valve, three-liter, wow. four-cylinder. A three-liter, four-cylinder. Fantastic low-end torque, which the turbo does not have. Mm-hmm. Obviously, turbos are more high-end uh, cars in, in the RPM range. So I bought this car for thirty-eight grand. It has four thousand miles on it, brand new wow. condition for thirty-eight grand. Is this the wow. one in Staten Island? Deal. Is this Galileo's Staten car? Island. No, no, no. This is this car is in California. Wow! But I, I also bought an eighty-nine black black turbo in Staten Island <laughs> from a gentleman <laughs> named Galileo. <laughs> Galileo is selling 944s in Staten Island? Yes. Wow. Yes, who's a direct descendant from the actual astronomer. <laughs> well, Zucker, how does this make, does it make you feel now? Yes, that... I want four. I need to compete. <laughs> I need to be in on his phone. Oh, Jesus. Oh, people yeah. are going to be so upset with us right now. Jerry has just changed the face of Porsche collecting in the world it, with, this, with this interview right here. The fact that he's buying up these cars and just bought two is going to create a frenzy. And there are lots of these for sale, and they're affordable. But you have to get the right ones because mm-hmm. the but early ones. You, ha- you ones, do have to get the right ones. I drove. I drove one on Car Matchmaker, one of the early ones that wasn't a turbo. I think you go ridiculous. from 130 horsepower really in the slow. early years all the way <clears throat> up. To, I think oh, 924 was what 130 horsepower. I think so. Yeah. 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 Wow. This is big news. Now I think Magnus Walker has gotten into 924s. Right. He he has a, the the mm-hmm. Carrera GT. People like those. I don't know much about those. The interior is pretty funky. I, I really like the dashboard of the 944 Turbo. It's very still looks modern. It's kind of sleek. I like that there's no TV in the dash. It's just a dash. Wasn't there a club sport version? There was, but that was a 944 <clears throat> and the 968. I or think. I thought that was a 924 club sport. One of those club sports looks amazing. It has the little hood scoops yeah. and everything else. Which car was that? Yeah, yeah, those are cool. While we have you on the phone, Jerry, what do you think of the new 911? Love it. You do? Everything about it? it. Yeah. Tell us what you love about it. Well, I haven't seen it in person. Um, I'm still trying to figure out the uh, rear aspect, Mm -hmm. Um, that that plastic uh, section in the center of the rear aspect. I got to see how that looks in person. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, you know, I'm a little chagrined at the increase uh, in width and length. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know why these uh, this must continue to happen. I don't know if that's a priority when they do the footprint on these cars. I don't like when they say 10 millimeters. I, I don't even know what 10 millimeters is, but I don't like seeing that. Yeah, that's not what you want. Half an inch. No, too not big. really. No, I want so my fingernails why, again, clipped. 944 is a little car, yeah. tiny car. Yes. Are you going to be a lot of room in it? Are you going to jump into the Taycan? There's a lot of buzz about the Taycan. They were going to make 20,000 of these cars, and there was an overwhelming response, and the Germans put out a stunning press release that they are increasing production. We will increase the production based on customer enthusiasms. <laughs> it that... better look like the show car is all i got to say. It better look yeah, like the show yeah. car. If, if it doesn't have that, you know, sucked-down-to-the-ground <clears throat> look... Um, you know, I don't know if I'll get excited about it. You know, you. I think they know at this point, don't give us a show car and then give us the, the production car that's not as cool. Uh, maybe. that's a, too much of a bummer. They did that with the Boxster. <clears throat> yeah. And we overlooked it at the time. But now people are a little more sophisticated. They would be more upset now. I mean, the, the Boxster, from the show car to the production car, that was one of the biggest bummers. Yeah, yeah, it was. Next, it next was. to the 996. What do we know about the new Speedster? Have those cars even come out yet? Not yet. It feels like they came and went, right? It feels like one of those movies. You see the trailer, and then, then it opens. You're like, didn't that open a year ago? <laughs> they're finishing. No, they're going to start making them uh, in, in, uh, in the first quarter of this year. Right, yeah, right. They're just finished with all the GT2 RSs. Last ones are being shipped right, in as right. we speak, and you guys aren't. Spike, gonna... What do you think the color is for the for the Speedster? What's going to be the color? I like what you were talking about with the cobalt blue, but for me, I would get the whole the whole front end treatment. I, I would make that car look like the the show car, the show car but I would be careful about <clears throat> mixing non metallic and metallic paints. I would find that mm-hmm. color combination, and I might even base mm-hmm. it on the car the Speedster it was based on. 
the old uh, racing speedster. I might even go red and white. Like oh, that. really? Yeah. I mean, that's that's what that car is. I, it, you know, when I see GT2 RSs that in, in non-special colors or special cars that are kind of toned down, I feel like that's the wrong direction to go. But you didn't you weren't you uh-huh. interested in cobalt blue metallic for the speedster? I was cobalt blue metallic because. Uh, back in 88, I wanted to order a 911 in cobalt blue, and the salesman said, oh, no, that's way too bright. You will right, not right. be happy with that. And I always resented that he touted me off of that, and I want to— I, I, I think what's I, Im- I, important is that front-end treatment and that meatball, the racing meatball on the doors. Those are, for me, what's going to distinguish that car when it's out in traffic and make it valuable moving forward. What do you think, Z? I agree with what Spike said, and I would— but. I might go mice and blue with white. I would like that. That's interesting. Wow, wow. that's interesting. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a real speedster color. Yeah. And the Horatio Green. With the green red interior and oatmeal carpet. Wow. Yep. Yeah, it yeah, should be crazy. It should be crazy pants, yeah. that car. Make it crazy pants. <laughs> like golf pants. <laughs> right. Are you now, now that you've acquired these 944s, are you going after the Subaru Brat? <laughs> or have you given up on that? He's going to toss the kids out the back I, of the truck. I got the 940, I got the S2 Cabriolet with 4,000 miles God. for less money than the Subaru Brat <laughs> would have won. Wow. How is that possible? Yeah. And that was also a car that was on Bring a Trailer. That's right. Yeah, I love that car. But uh, somebody else wanted it more. And I, and I, and I, sometimes when somebody keeps bidding crazy numbers, I feel for that person. I go, oh, they really want this. I want them to be happy. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. I sometimes. <laughs> well, anyway, man, I know you're busy. I know you're editing your show. Thank you for coming on and chatting with us. Hopefully we'll see you out right, here guys, soon. I'll be out this weekend with the 944. Yes. Yes. Thank, we, thank- will, we will do it. Excellent. Wow, so That's good drive. news. Thankfully, this show will be airing after this weekend we're talking about, so we won't get swamped and no one will ever know. All right, buddy. We'll see you this weekend. Take care. We'll All be right, right back with more about. Spikes Car Radio, everybody. Okay, this is a 30-second commercial, and I'm going to throw a lot of numbers at you, but please stay with me. In just 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. This company has been offering great rates and great service for over 75 years, and anytime you need help, you can speak to one of their trained specialists 24-7. That company is Geico. Go to geico.com today. Sorry for all the numbers. And in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, I'm out of time. You're listening to Spike's Car Radio. All right, we're back with Spike's Car Radio. Is that Matt Fair? Is he already on the phone? Hey, Matt. He's already on the phone. How are you, bud? What's happening? What How are you, are you? What are you doing right now? We're calling. Zuckerman and I are in the studio. We're uh, we're we're not having guests. We're having what's called core crew. We just had Mr. Seinfeld on. Chatted with him. He's acquiring nine forty fours. So hurry up and get buying. <laughs> that was a great story yeah. through the hoary mists of time, all the way through through the 60s to the 80s to the current market good, earthquake. He? Yeah, he, Jerry he, just went through why he bought a couple of 944s over the weekend. And uh, uh, Well, I've, having driven a 944, I can tell you a few reasons why I haven't bought one. Okay, sure. Point, counterpoint. Go, Matt Farah. Uh, a Porsche 944 is a Mazda Miata that costs six times as much to keep on the road. <laughs> Look at Zuckerman rolling his eyes. What we love about Matt is he's not necessarily a Porsche guy, right? So exactly. he doesn't so just he drink play, the Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid and go nuts. He punctures the myth and the bubble. And... But it's important to have that. Yeah. What, we'll go crazy if we have only guys cheerleading these cars. We'll, we'll lose everything. Yeah. We really need to do I'm a comparo before that 944. What's that? I just don't care. I'm not what about the turbos? What about the later cars? The, the later turbos are fun. I, I think they are fun to drive. Mm-hmm. But when I see, when I've driven very nice <clears> ones <throat> and I find out how much they cost to keep running and how much they cost to fix, you know, a, a Porsche 944 turbo is not a unique driving experience. That type of experience is available in a lot of other front engine rear drive cars. Say, like, a, what know, about an E30 not, M3? Same kind of, I mean, same kind of thing. It's it's it, it's a lovely car, <clears throat> but it's 
you know, when you're talking about mm-hmm. the things that make the 9-11 so unique and special are truly not available from any other car. That's well, what Jerry said. Um, very interesting. Yeah, very yeah, well yeah. said, Matt. And, 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 you know, but Matt, there's an emotional aspect to these purchases for him. This is when he's coming up and doing stand-up and he's driving a Saab and there's this, this thing, this Porsche 944 that he's dreaming of buying. So he's going back. He and Letterman bought these cars back in the day when they started making money for uh, doing stand-up. So these cars are taproot cars. These are the first cars. You know what the taproot car is? This is the fr- yeah. I know what your taproot car is. I, I, I remember yeah. the story, right? Go ahead and tell everybody what your taproot car is and how you got it. My, my taproot car was the DeLorean. No, that's not your taproot. That's not your taproot car. The taproot car is the first thing that you bought that was a legit sports car. That and set it happened you on for you of... as a teenager, or even younger, right? Oh, the, well, the Corvette. Yeah. And tell everybody how, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. What, uh, how you got the money to buy that car when you were how old? Oh, it's a, it's a long story. You can tell us <laughs> the, the short the version. It's, I know the short version of this story. <laughs> how old were you when you bought that car? Uh, eighteen. Oh, you were eighteen. Uh, yeah, I was eighteen when I bought the car. Oh, what got, year was I it? I got the. I got. I got the. Yeah, in nineteen ninety eight. So you got and the money got, from graduating high school, or you got it from your bar mitzvah? No, Which one was it? Was it? Bar, it was bar mitzvah. Yeah, I got the money from my bar mitzvah, but, but I couldn't. Um, but I couldn't spend it until I was eighteen. So that's <laughs> when I, I actually went out and got the car. So you took all yeah. the money from your bar mitzvah, and you bought yeah. a Corvette. And were yeah. your parents happy? <laughs> um, <laughs> no, not exactly. They weren't. They Is were your not, dad right there, they, by the way, buddy? He He's in the other room. He's still whispering. I don't necessarily need to relive the story with him right now. <laughs> I relived it with him with you at the Long Beach Grand Prix a few years ago, and he he loved it. He said, Matt's always been passionate about cars, and I knew this choice. So it's, well, maybe he was just telling me a different story, but he seems super supportive of this. Mom, maybe not so much, but Dad, yeah, for sure. No. But I liked hearing that story because it, it ex- for me it explains Matt Farah right from the beginning. That Matt is Matt Farah right from the start. <laughs> That's who he is. Yeah. I'm going to get a Corvette. I was like that, Zuckerman. Were you like right, that? Of course, just, yes. All you, single-minded. Single-minded. You gotta get this thing. You gotta yeah. get this yeah. thing. For me, it was a motorcycle. At, it was a at ninja. The time, yeah, at the time, you know, when that C5 Corvette was was brand new, it was. You know, we, you know, I've been looking at the C4 Corvette for my entire lifetime. I mean, mm-hmm. C4 came out in 83. You know, I'm born in 81. <laughs> right. Yeah. ZR1. What a dream. All I'd ever known was the C4 Corvette. So when the C5 kit Corvette came out, that really was the, uh, you know, it was like a, like, you know, it's cliche, but it was like a spaceship. Yeah. You, you know, are a, a, a rolling time. Stranger Things episode. You're a dazed and confused yeah. scene. <laughs> You're Matthew McConaughey. That's fucking awesome. Well, at the time, you know, things like uh, performance and a particular shade of red uh, mattered a lot more to me than whether or not the, you know, interior panels were actually right. assembled properly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the uh, it's funny, Zuckerman. You know I, I dislike red strongly. Most, but in the beginning, I think at the very beginning as a teenager, I loved red. Of course, is that the first thing? Is that like the you you see growing up in these movies? You see the sports car and it's always red, and then you want red, and then then you you see that guy driving that car and you think that guy's got a life that I want to have. (laughs) I'm like a little dickweed loser trying to buy beer in front of this in front of the Seven (laughs) Eleven, and this guy pulls up in his vet. (laughs) (laughs) You want to be that guy? Yeah, you still want to. Be that guy. Yeah. We know. I think now you and I, Zuckerman, we gravitate towards distinguished British gentlemen. We want to be that guy, <laughs> but we're not. <laughs> I'll never be. <laughs> but when you're in the 300 SL and you put on your little derby, yes. you're, you're, that's the fantasy you have in your yes, head, right? I've arrived. That this is You've when arrived. I moved to California. I am not the rough, gruff pig that I otherwise am. Yes. Um, <laughs> this car you sent us, Matt Ferrer. Let's let's shift gears here. That's for sale. The Type Six Four. And Zuckerman, uh, I'm going to oh, lose my yeah, co- know, computer in a, a second. A friend of mine sent me that thing, the Aero, the Aero <clears throat> Coupe thing, right? Yeah, it's 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 
claims to be the very first Porsche ever made, the 1938 Porsche K64 Aero Coupe license plate. We've seen this car a bunch, Zuckerman. T two 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 two. The Rome Liege <clears throat> Coupe. Right, the first Porsche so, ever built, says the ad. The so original what's the Porsche. Story with it? Is it not legit? <clears throat> well. There were originally, this has been, I know this car has been popped up in front of us over the years many times. Uh, let's just go to the, the price first, because just to give it a little pr- uh, perspective, EU, $35 million. Yeah, give or take $40 million. <laughs> yeah, 45 For the first Porsche made. Um, there were three of these cars originally made, if I'm not mistaken, Zach. I believe right? that's true. Uh, one of them, the first, was destroyed before the war. So it's in 1938. But as the war is happening, one of them gets destroyed racing and disappears. But I believe parts go back to the factory. Again, this is this is what's difficult about putting a value on this car. Nobody's quite sure of the story. And there's there's a story about the, the GIs winning uh, the war in World War II and finding this car in storage and pulling it out. They cut the roof they off. They cut the roof off. They used it as a Jeep until it stopped working. Right. And then left it. Somehow that car found its way into private uh, ownership, I think, with, uh, is it uh, Otto Mathy? Is that how you pronounce his name? He he raced it and maybe rebuilt it, but there's lots of stories. I, I did a little bit of a dive on it on the internet last night, and I, what you read is <clears throat> that the cars kind of exchanged parts at different points, and bodies were moved to different cars, and no one's quite sure what exists of the original car. Like, from what I can gather, there's one original one that's mostly original at this car that still has its original the engine. One, isn't but, there one at the Peterson that's black? The black one. one. Again. Then there's one at the Peterson. I believe that's a replica body. They reproduced the body and then used some of the original parts. I don't know if that's technically one of the three existing, but the real statement I'm trying to make is no one's quite sure what of the original cars is which in is why any it's of never the three sold. cars. Which is why, yeah, it doesn't sell. And at 38, you know, is that and what they said? 38 million? 35 million euros. No, no, 35 million euros. 35 million, that doesn't check out. Well, of course. You, gotta, you need better numbers than that. And I think the guy originally tried to sell it at 2 million. Then at fifteen, then at twenty-five, and now he's at thirty-five. It doesn't matter what he prices it; he keeps escalating it, and it doesn't move. Now it also has thirty-four horsepower. <laughs> so Type thirty-four. It's, yeah, it's yeah. pretty much a Volkswagen with aluminum skin on it, and it's it's intriguing. You know, even the Gamon cars, Zuckerman, right? A lot of those cars don't have their original stuff in them. They're old race cars. So I mean, the car is significant. It's just. Someone's got to put together the right history. And then what do you do with it? Well, it's a pretty neat looking thing. It is. Yeah. It is. But And okay. if if you, to say you have the first Porsche made, yeah, that's something. It, but to have to you can, you can say you have the first Porsche made until someone one of the eight people smarter than you about that particular Porsche calls you out on it embarrassingly. Right. And, you know, I think this car has been kind of run through in the Porsche community on a variety of forums. I don't know. I want to get more information on it. I, w- I would love to find uh, have someone kind of go through that ad and tell us about it. Who, who do we know? Who would, who would be good at that, Zuckerman? Who's... Sam Cabiglio. Maybe Sam, maybe Will yeah, Hoy. Yeah, Sam would um, be good. Or or even Cam Ingram, you know Cam Ingram would probably be right, a, right. a guy that would know from Road all, Scholars would know all about this early history. Um, Matt, before you go, can you update us yeah. on your Safari engine? Where where are we at with the Safari engine rebuild? We 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 had a little conversation earlier about repair storms. I know you had yeah. one recently with lots of cars, with yeah. lots of things go wrong. <laughs> the Safari car engine. <laughs> my, gar- my garage is totally empty right now. But the, when we last left you, it was a $20,000 rebuild on the top end, but you've since discovered that it's it's not so bad yeah. in there. No, not so bad. The actual, you know, as we expected, the top end did need the rebuild. Um, the um, but Which was pretty much rings, valve guides. Uh, valve seals, um, that kind of thing, which is actually pretty standard for a 100,000-mile Carrera motor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just unfortunate timing with when that issue decided to crop up. And um, But, you know, Marco uh, called me at TLG Auto in North Hollywood. What a great and he was guy. All, 
he's a he's an ace. He's absolutely ace. And he was like, look, have you you know have you mentally uh, spent the money yet <laughs> um, for for what I told you? You know, it, it could be. And I was like, yeah, roughly. And he goes, okay, because we don't need you know new pistons. We don't oh. need new cylinders. We don't need all this stuff that we could have needed. And so he he said, you know, if I had mentally spent the money, then for the same money, we could do the bottom end as well and do the main bearings and the crank bearings and and make the motor hundred you know another hundred and twenty thousand miles, hundred and fifty thousand miles worth of durability uh, with like ARP head studs and stuff like that. And then while we're in there, you know, we could do the cam, which we mm-hmm. didn't do originally. So um, I said, okay, go for it. So he did all that. And what was uh, the, the – I, I saw your huh? your video on YouTube, and it was a, an exhaust pipe of some kind that you had – was it a custom exhaust you're doing for it that was powder-coated? Yeah, so, yeah, so basically Lee Keen likes to use these vintage-style Dansk mufflers, right, which which go on like the 60s and 70s cars, early mm-hmm. 60s, 70s cars, like the, career, like the 2.7 RS style exhaust, except those that exhaust isn't meant to work with a late 80s Carrera. And so in order to make that work with the SSI heat exchangers, BBI built these really neat machined like blocks and piping so that I could use the SSI heat exchangers, keep my cabin heater which is important a lot of times the aftermarket exhaust you know portion you lose your cabin heat which is ridiculous but mm-hmm. it, that's how it works and air cooled and um so i can run the ssi headers with the ssi heat exchangers that vintage style dance muffler all in an, an 87 body with working factory heat so bbi when they built this cool little bit of plumbing um, had painted it black, but Marco had it powder coated black, so it'll stay cleaner wow. longer. There you go. Wow, pretty cool. It's a pretty cool uh, little setup, actually. Yeah, because you see a lot of guys who run these SSI or other brands of aftermarket headers in their 911s, and they go, "Oh yeah, I don't have heat anymore." And you go, "What?" <laughs> you know, it, seems so, it seems pretty basic to have heat in a in a 911, and so you know because it literally comes right off the exhaust. A lot of the aftermarket exhaust companies, you lose your heat. So they were able to um, make that work properly. Strip it nice. out. Well, there you go. So I get I get the car back Friday. There you wow. go. Just Fantastic. Through it. That's, you know, that's good. What's going on? Wow, with that's these? really fast. Marco was really Dude, so aware. fast. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe that. He well, did that's... a great job of like when he when he scheduled it. He actually, you know, that great episode of Seinfeld with the rental car. You right. can take the reservation. You just can't hold the reservation. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Marco, Marco took the reservation and then held the reservation. Wow. There you so go. That when the car was in the shop, he was actually working on it. It wasn't just sitting there. Fantastic. So, well, what a yeah. plug. So for, yeah, so I'll get it back on Friday. Fantastic. And, uh, CLG in uh, North Hollywood, shout out to them for your air-cooled goodness. All right, man. Well, look, thanks for joining us. That's it. We're out of time. Matt Ferrer. I like your. I like this phone thing. I like not. It makes your life family. easy, oh, right? Great. Yeah, this we're trying. To, you know, we're like I said on your podcast not too long ago. I think that just posted today at the Smoking Tire. You know, the yeah, fans yeah, really yeah. just want the core the crew. You went up today. What's that? Oh, good. But I, we've been trying to give the fans more of the show they want, which is the little cluster of just the core group, and that's you, Matt Ferrer, Paul Zuckerman, and Mr. Seinfeld. And here's another show they're going to love. And I, I, as always, I try to make it easy. As easy as I can. I'm not going to have Zuckerman call in, though. I'm going to make him truck his ass down here so I can look at him. I like being in the studio, too. I'll come in the studio. (laughs) Absolutely. No, we'll have you on longer. Anyway, Next time I see you you up at Bill's, I'll have the uh, the 911 back. Awesome. All right, man. Say, give your best to to your dad for me, will you? Say hi to him. I will. We got to do the video, right, where we take my safari car and the 87, oh, yeah. your 87. Let's do it. In the canyons and see how I ruined my car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, you're going to drive both cars and then you're going to determine whether you ruined your car? I'm going to drive 
both cars, and then I'm going to have you drive my car. He's, oh, what he's saying, he's being sarcastic. He's convinced he has his car will be faster. That's what he's saying. Yeah, but that's two very different driving I experiences. Understand. I don't know that I'll be I able to pick one or like another. I, but he's I, confident. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I'll bet I like the safari car. We'll see. Oh, man. Oh, last thing before okay. I go. Remember on my podcast, we were talking about doing a Plan Z with the old Mercedes? Yes. From your guy? Yes. JG I Francis. I kid you not, Spike, I saw that Mercedes driving in Woodland Hills. Oh, that exact no. brown two-door Shit. 72 we talked about. Well, wait a minute. That can't be the car, because this car was blue. It was a dark blue. No, no. no. We talked about two cars. We talked about the wagon. Yeah. The, the 80s wagon, and yep. then we talked about the, the two-door pillarless oh, coupe. Oh, right. The green one? And the, yeah, like a, that, that vomit Lime green, green with a purple pinstripe. Two color. You know, yeah. Zuckerman, we did. I reached out to J.G. Francis multiple times about the car that he said he would sell to us. And he was like, yep, and then dark, just completely ghosting us. Hoarder. He is, he's, <laughs> <laughs> he he's saving us money. Well, now we have to buy 944s. Buy this weekend. <laughs> so. No, what? Yeah, you, Seinfeld's got two. Up the jet? Are you going to? Are you going to the thing? Is no, no, no. I am going to. I, yeah, I will be at Barrett Jackson this year. I've decided to go, but I'm not going to buy 944s there. I am just. We're just feeling the pressure that Seinfeld has acquired two of these things, and we have zero of them. That's all. You can't listen to a guy that has unlimited money. For well, maybe this is a plan Z between bike. the three of us. Maybe we have a Farrah Zuckerman Spike 944 Turbo. Yeah, can I waive my right to pay for maintenance and repairs on that one? Oh, my God. Says the guy with the Countach. Yes, please. Please. All right. Gentlemen, we're out of time. We have to see the studio. Matt, thank you for calling in. Zuckerman, thank you for being here. Mr. Seinfeld, we'll see you soon. That's all for Spikes Car Radio. Next week, we have Kevin Nealon. See you there. Thanks for listening to Spikes Car Radio. Download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app or subscribe now at Apple Podcasts or PodcastOne.com. The big game is around the corner. Every single team that is suiting up for this weekend, putting a helmet on, putting the cleats on, has a three-game win streak left in them right now. Check out the Rich Eisen Show on Podcast One Sportsnet as the legendary sportscaster analyzes the plays and predicts what will happen on February 3rd. Almost a quarter century of covering NFL playoffs. I cannot recall a more wide-open field. Download the Rich Eisen Show every weekday on Podcast One Sportsnet or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 